Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. the 50th episode of believe in k-pop wow 50 actually now that i'm thinking about it i'm pretty sure i've miscounted many of those episodes and like called it episode 17 twice so we probably got to 50 like three weeks ago so i apologize if that's the case but it's 50 in my book at the moment so thank you guys for listening for 50 episodes if you've been here for that long of a time um and many of the people who have been here for a long time um are in the discord chat and the discord chat has suggested many different people to guests on the podcast and one of them is a guest today and it's umu from react to the k very popular youtube channel on obviously youtube um and if you are not familiar with them they are everyone that's a guest on that channel are college students um at university of rochester's eastman school of music and they take their classical musician background and apply that to dissecting k-pop songs and reacting to k-pop songs Um, and they do new and older songs as well so i would highly suggest going to check them out but i was very happy to be able to speak to her because lord knows she has quite the schedule with balancing classes and running this channel which honestly sounds like a full-time job um but hopefully she's able to do something with it after um, college, um, which I'm sure she will be doing. She's hosted different panels at KCON. She's gotten noticed by different idols, specifically Bang Chan from Stray Kids. Um, so I was hashtag jealous when I saw that, and I was happy to be able to speak to her about it. So that's what we speak about today. And um, you can also support her on her Patreon as well, where there are different reactions that are featured there rather than on the YouTube itself. So um, before we actually get into the interview um, this week, this week um, I was a guest on a radio show called KBS One Five or on KBS. Um, if you're familiar with that broadcasting station, they do Inkigayo. Um, so they have a radio aspect as well. And so I was a guest on KBS's One Fine Day, which is hosted by Lena Park. She is very famous ballad balladeer ballad singer here in korea um she is korean american um but she's since moved to korea and she's been hosting this radio show for about two and a half years and um luckily uh Jakob Duroff, he is a journalist, longtime journalist in the k-pop world but now he's kind of segued into consulting in a way um if i put it in a roundabout term but he also guests on this radio show from time to time or every week um for a segment called k-pop weekly on mondays and so he couldn't this week and he won't be able to next be able to next week but that's the reason why he reached out to me and luckily i was able to do it for him which was a great experience um was very nervous beforehand but um lena made me feel very comfortable so all in all It was awesome. You can actually go check out all of her past broadcasts and a link that I will provide in the bio of this episode. So yeah, Um, it was really cool because I've guested on many American radio shows, but like I've never done Korean and I didn't think I would do Korean because I, I assumed it was majority in Korean and I can't speak that much Korean but I'm learning still slowly um so this was a really cool experience and can't wait to do it next week um so yeah check out KBS's one fine day with a link that I will provide in the bio another link I will provide in the bio um is a link to an Amazon page actually because we have a giveaway for this episode and it is for a Korean skin beauty product called R2B which in long form is return to beauty basically this link that I will provide is to their Wrinkle Cure Cream. The Wrinkle Cure Cream is an all-in-one brightening, refining, and just everything you could think of sort of product that is catered towards stopping wrinkles and keeping your skin fresh and bright. So I know some of us listening are younger. Um, If you want to prevent wrinkles in the future, um, you know, using this product can do that. Um, Many people say when you use eye cream, you know, starting at 20 years old and continue if you continue to use it for you know 20 years plus you won't have the bags or the whatever it's called what do they call those crow's feet on the side of your eye um, because you started using it 20 years prior so this is another way to stop the wrinkles and prevent them early on Um, like I said I'm giving away five of these wrinkle cure creams and the way to enter into it 
is by clicking that link in the bio, screenshotting the Amazon page, and then DMing it to me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L. All five of the winners will be announced on next week's podcast, so you should make sure to listen in to that. Um, but I'm really happy to be able to do that as the first giveaway for this podcast. We haven't had one yet, and surprisingly, it's not an album, but it is um, a Korean skincare beauty product which is r2b um wrinkle r2b's wrinkle cure cream and it did sell out here in the the it did sell out here in korea so now they are trying to engage with the american western market so yes thank you guys for listening to believe in k-pop for 50 episodes or more because i'm sure i miscounted somewhere um but let's get into the interview with umu from react to the k what's up you guys welcome back to believe in k-pop for the 51st episode and we have another lovely guest who's been highly requested so far and it is umu founder and creator and producer and all those good things of react to the k youtube channel thank you for being a guest Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for our conversation. <laughs> Yay, I'm excited too, because literally when I tell you, like, you've been highly requested, like, you've been highly requested, and then since I've looked <laughs> into you, I'm like, wait, I'm like thinking like you're only, like, I, I've heard of React to the K, I've been suggested, like, uh-huh. in terms of, like, having you as a guest, even aside from, like, being React to the K, like, as a Mama Moo fan, um, or Moo Moo, I should say, <laughs> Um and then I looked at yeah right, and then I looked at it and I was like, God damn! First of all, you guys started in 2016. You guys have uh, just over a thousand videos, and for someone like Dre, you know, who's existed since 2012, he has tw- just over 2,100 videos. And you guys have like, and I'm just like, what? How? First of all, you have been, and uh, you know, Dre is amazing, but like, you've been really Umu, you've been like running this thing like since 2017 you've been like fueling it like a freaking like i don't know how you would describe it like the metaphorical thing i can't <laughs> think of it right now but like you've been doing this so like can you can you first of all was this your goal when you first started out your channel because when i very first 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 started out before i started the classical musicians react series mm-hmm. i actually started it to keep in touch with my high school friends because at that time, you know, K-pop hadn't quite exploded in the U.S. And so I was so afraid going into a music conservatory that absolutely no one would know what K-pop was there. And so I wanted to stay in touch with my three or four high school friends. And therefore, we would just upload our reactions. And so for each other to watch and then also in case anyone else would be interested. I remember I remember watching React videos as I slowly started getting into K-pop and thinking, oh, I can do that too. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm expressive. I can talk about things. I, sh- I should just do reactions. So that was honestly just the most casual of things. And then once I got to school and I realized, oh, there's, uh, there's Mr. J K-pop. He is currently, or like he graduated from Berklee College of Music and he talks about the music, but I'm at like a classical music conservatory and i don't see any reactions out there that have classical musicians reacting it might be fun for me to try and get my friends into k-pop by having them react to the songs that i like so that's when it all started and honestly i literally i just messaged the very first uh classical musicians to be on my channel hey um so i was thinking of doing this thing maybe once a month maybe for like 15 minutes a week um let's i just want to show you some k-pop on camera would you be interested and so we just did that i watched some reaction video tutorials uh i used Uh my school's cameras Mm -hmm. um and we even started off just like listening to audio just playing on my laptop Mm -hmm. and looking back at that now that was just not the way to do it but i was just excited to but yeah, I was just excited to do something that no one else was doing online while also just trying to get my fan friends to become fans yeah. of K-pop. Yeah. I, so that was that was just the original thing to just do this for fun. Yeah. And I, I watched those videos back when like, and it seemed like, I mean, from what I, I saw, like you guys were all like seemingly 
K-pop fans, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like you guys would do like mm-hmm. thank you for 400 subscribers, and you would like dance to like different Chinese songs, or you dance to different like yep. you know Vic songs, and like mm-hmm. I was like okay, you guys oh are- god, you saw those? Yeah, I saw, oh yeah, I went back, <laughs> I went back, I saw all of those, and I like it was like when it was just you, like and and your friends, like three of your friends, and yeah. then like yeah. now it's this, and so when you started the classical musicians react, obviously a majority of them were not necessarily k-pop fans and majority still aren't necessarily like k-pop fans they have the groups that they like mm-hmm. i guess but mm-hmm. um it's not like they and take it like you you do or did and did and still do um is that something that kind of not bothers you but is it something that like you know as you bring people in and you want them to like okay they get familiar with twice they get familiar with 17 they get familiar with you know mm-hmm. sf9 but like Mm-hmm. In your heart, like, is it like, oh, I want them to actually get, like, into it? Or is it like, okay, they come on, they do love reacting to these groups, but is it something where you want them to be able to, and the ones you especially, obviously, invite to KCON, like, you want them to avidly become just wholeheartedly K-pop fans in general? Or are you okay with, like, them being fans of just that one group or two groups or three groups? Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I think because... Okay, so I enjoy the majority of my channel not being hardcore fans towards any group because then they don't feel the need to go search out K-pop songs before our react session and therefore they won't be spoiled by anything. That's one reason why I'm glad that they aren't like fully into Mm K-pop. Another reason why is because their opinions are so much more subjective Mm -hmm. if they aren't a fan of the or uh, objective i could get those mixed up objective i think um uh, yeah right when they just they they comment on the music not what their expectations are for the specific group so of course um our expectations do develop after they react to a group repeatedly or they do start recognizing uh groups that they have reacted to before but yeah sometimes I wish they would just love a lot of different groups yeah. and therefore attend more concerts with me mm-hmm. and um, be excited to like buy albums yeah. or uh, like fan art. But then again, I just I, looking at it from, you know, someone who runs this channel and wants content to be as unique and interesting as possible to the K-pop fandom. I think it is best that they aren't hardcore k-pop stands and that i do find uh hardcore k-pop stand friends elsewhere and so this is more yes we're friends in real life we bond through classical music and then their minds are open to enjoying k-pop but just not at the same level as me i think it, it keeps my channel more fresh to have those people not be as hardcore stands as any other k-pop youtube out there so I think it's it's there's there's like a healthy balance right now because a few of the reactors are like really hardcore in love with like one or two groups. It, right, right. And so I can like drag them along to react with me or to go to a concert. So right now I, I like the balance. So I'll keep myself from complaining. <laughs> right. So so yeah, I've definitely seen like in your meet the meet series um, that you did on Instagram mm-hmm. where, you know, you featured the different reactors and things like that. Um, there is a guy yeah. and I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was like it, like four of the five, like facts about him was like either about red velvet or FX. And I was like, okay, he clearly, <laughs> Sean. Oh, Sean. Okay. That's a thing. Yeah. I was like, this dude is okay. He is a K-pop fan. And like no one else like had, everyone was like, Oh, I fell off a bridge at two years old. Like he was mm-hmm. the only one that was like, clearly like all right these are like you need to know these five things about me and four of the five were like about a k-pop group um which i thought was interesting Mm -hmm. and i think that's the other thing when you have different reactors who are very popular is it and you don't have to obviously name names or anything like that but is it hard to manage the different egos that might be associated with the channel or you know different people who might expect to react to a red velvet video or react to a got seven video or you know that kind of thing like how I approach them appearing on the channel or just my thoughts on having popular reactors versus not so popular? Um, I guess both, but more so like how, how, so, so compared to like maybe, okay, okay, both in, in terms of like when, when a BTS video comes out and clearly Mm -hmm. that's going to get 
way more views than uh-huh. you know any other group are you how, how do you first of all manage like that sort of reactors to the artists yeah i just try to p- choose the reactors that i know will like this song it doesn't really matter i mean i guess it does matter what artist it is so an example is stray kids and um james immediately was able to uh understand their message conveyed Mm. through the music video and lyrics and what the group is all about so therefore i am keeping him in every single stray kids video because i know the audience appreciated him pointing those things out and i know that he will understand that group in a different way that the other reactors don't as for bts there are reactors like uni like kevin Mm -hmm. like uh hugo who used to be on the series who are just known to react to BTS well. So yes, I will try to include them in future videos. Um, I really try to organize, cause now I I have like 20, I have a bunch of substitute reactors yeah. in case a reactor like can't make a, a react session for weeks on end. Um, and so all in all, there's about 20 musicians who are on my list. So I make sure to cycle through them when I know they'll like a song a lot and then in henry the trombone player's case if i know he'll hate a song sometimes i put it on there because like there's there's his extremely excited reactions and then there's his reactions where he absolutely detests it which is absolutely hilarious (laughs) in my opinion so that's when i make sure to put him on (laughs) right so like after after showing so many different songs to the reactors i now feel like i know their music tastes better than they know their own music Um, taste right right so like i i know when to pick and choose who to react to what so did i answer your question you did you did and that's interesting that you say that like you 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 will purposely pick like you know people that will like the reaction and then you'll pick people that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. certain people few and far in between that may not like it so i wonder with that Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you know are you doing that for the opinion of being able to say that there is going to be a dissenting opinion or is it like you know whatever like not not whatever but like um i'm gonna just try to make it as even as possible or are you or i guess the only yes. way would be to like to like i'm trying to make it have it as much of a dissenting opinion as i possibly can like not everybody has to like everything i'm trying to create content that has a mix of opinions so if someone watches my channel with a mixed opinion they can say oh i agree with this person and then someone who really supports the artist says oh i can agree with this person and so the thing is is i try not to show meh opinions like people who are like yeah it just wasn't my thing and then they can't state anything i want to make sure a reactor has something passionate to say and a lot of details to back up why they are saying that therefore people on both ends can understand why that person has that opinion and so i feel like what is unique about my channel compared to others is that we can use specific musical reasonings to support why we may not like that song, why we wish it did something else. And so that way, it's just our opinions are more well-rounded and they aren't just, they used to be blunt and that's when we got a lot of backlash. So I make sure that as long as everyone picks and chooses their words carefully and supports it with enough reasoning, then our negative opinions are accepted by the audience. And so a lot of people really find that refreshing compared to just giving positive content uh, mm. comments right. on like all from all the other react channels. Although right. I do, I do want to make sure that the videos that I put out are mostly positive, but mm. when the time comes, for example, when we reacted to EXO's Wolf, I knew that Henry would love parts and absolutely hate other parts and that his reaction is always very comedic and he would be able to say why, but very, very, like in a very funny way. And so mm. I, that's why I had him react to that song. And it absolutely it made it one of my favorite videos that I ever put out. <laughs> well, so in that respect, like when you when you have, you know, reactors come in and you know that they might love a part, they might hate a part, you know they mm-hmm. might hate mm-hmm. this song entirely. And let's say it's a BTS mm-hmm. song or it's, like it's an EXO song mm-hmm. or it's a, a Blackpink song, a, song, a, a fandom, a, a group with a huge fandom. Do you yeah. warn them beforehand? Like, hey, not beforehand, but like maybe after they react to that video, you're like, you might have said something. Just gonna let you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna react to you. Kind of. Do you do you kind of warn them in that sense? Like when they do say something that's maybe negative towards that group, that they might have some sort of backlash towards them. 
Right. I think I used to. Okay. I used to like as, cause now a lot of people who are joining my channel, they already know my channel. They've already watched my videos. They already kind of know what the K-pop fandom is like. Mm. So I don't really necessarily need to give them any warnings beforehand or after cause they are already watching what they're saying. But towards the beginning of the classical musicians react series, I would be like, Hey, by the way, this fandom is touchy about blah, blah, blah. And then as they say things, then sometimes I step in and I say, hey, can you rephrase this in a different uh, way? And if okay. they're like, uh, and they rephrase it again, and it's still like, I know that it will hurt the fandom. Because sometimes even I get offended by what the reactors are saying. Then I'll just cut it out. Oh, so okay. oftentimes I just, what mostly happens is I just let them run their mouth. I sometimes tell them, okay, you need to rephrase this. Can you say it in a different way? Or if they just say something that I know will enrage lots of people and kind of enrages me and they didn't back it up and it's just an extremely unpopular opinion that would get us canceled then i just cut it out oh gosh that so i'm kind of like the filter when it comes to because i i do know the k-pop fandom the best and i want to be careful i do want to express maybe not the most popular of opinions but not when it comes to offending people and hurting people's feelings or disappointing people that's what i really try to avoid at most so all that stuff can be viewed on my patreon (laughs) <laughs> right. Be honest. <laughs> Support me at like five dollars per month. <laughs> and then you said canceling, like that canceling thing, like is uh, such a fine it's line. Scary. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary, and it's such a fine line between like okay, so so a group that's been I've seen that you you guys have been featuring a lot most, I guess in the last year or so is SF Nine, which is a group in my mm-hmm. opinion that's been very underrated um, up mm. until. I mean, it's still sort of underrated, but a good guy was when they started winning music shows and stuff right, like, they got their, like that. Yeah. Right. And so like, but you guys were like kind of spotlighting them from now or now or never um, mm-hmm. back in like mid 2018 to like through enough and through like RPM and all these things like that. So now like you guys have been consistently kind of like spotlighting them. Um, and it's mm-hmm. interesting, like you're like, you know, a group that kind of like blows your mind. Um, why was why why did you think it was important to show showcase SF9 in that way back even like mid 2018? I think it's important for us with groups in general to just showcase groups that are doing amazing things, no matter how many followers they have. Because when I first started off this channel, it was literally just to show songs that I had heard of. So that was mainly BTS, VIX, Mamamoo, I think some Big Bang and 21. Those were like the only groups I had heard of and had listened to. So therefore those were the only groups that I showed them. Now I'm following every single K-pop music label on YouTube. And so when I find a song that sounds like nothing else, else in the k-pop industry and i know my friends will have a lot of exciting things to say about it we're reacting to it even if it has five views if i see that this specific song or artist has promise we're going to be featuring them and so with sf9 that song um i think we tell me what it is yeah that was an intro track to one of their albums that that song specifically had a rhythmic delay that hadn't i hadn't heard in any other k-pop song so that was one reason why we had to feature on the series and then tell me what it is both visually and in the music it was just vibes and synth sounds and um the mixed genres that no other k-pop group had done and therefore we had to react to it um i just want i'm so grateful to have such a big platform to be able to react to these underrated artists and therefore expose them to the rest of the k-pop fandom that watches us so i do think now oh even yeah my i love to just react to the artists who don't have as many views as the bigger artists. In fact, recently someone DM'd me saying, oh, I'm noticing that you aren't getting as many views now as at the beginning of the Classical Musicians React series. Maybe you should react to the bigger groups closer to when they release the song. (laughs) The thing is, in case anyone is curious, I really don't care about views. I'm not earning money from this. I'm doing this for fun. I'm doing this because I love sharing good music. Or I mean, even if a big group releases a really popular song that's and we don't react to it, that's good music too. Um, I just want to make sure to showcase songs on my channel 
that will provide very interesting and entertaining and educational content. Because if we react to a song that chooses to do certain musical things that has been featured in a lot of other songs in the same way, we're not going to have those really interesting and educational reactions. We're just going to be like, oh yeah, this is such a good song. But like, it's just doing stuff that I've heard a thousand times before. And therefore we can't talk about something new that's happening in this one. Um, Sorry, I kind of got a little bit off track. No, you didn't. But yeah, to me, like the popularity of an artist really doesn't matter. It's just what they're doing with their music and what they're doing you know with their message and their concept and yeah that's that's all i need in order to react to a song is just something that will get us talking with the amount of videos you're putting out is does it feel like it's has it turned into a job more than Mm. a hobby that you actually enjoy like do you enjoy you know what i mean i'm sure there's way more like administrative things that you have to deal with as well but Mm -hmm. like is it still as much of a like I wake up and I like I look forward to doing react to the K I'm sure you do but like mm-hmm. is it still like a there, there's probably more involved in it than you would have expected obviously yeah so it's gone on and off started as a hobby then it became a job because uh we were basically I showed, I think it was towards the middle to end of season one of Classical Musicians React, where I would just show the reactors whatever was heavily requested. So I didn't necessarily like the music myself. So that's when it became a job. And then it went back to a hobby. And then it became a job again when, because I used, my personal reactions used to happen only with groups that I stand. Yeah. And then um, people were saying, why don't you just do that to more songs? Because then less people would complain if their song doesn't get featured on the Classical Musicians React series. You can react to the songs that don't appear there. So then I started doing that and then it became a job because I didn't like every single release and I wasn't excited about every single song that I listened to. Mm. Recently, it's become more of something like a job that I absolutely love doing because I've set my foot down. I've the last two years were the craziest years of my life where I started doing a digital media studies major at University of Rochester. So I had mm-hmm. extra, extra, extra work and working on the channel. So I was playing horn, doing all these rehearsals and picking up another major. Yeah. So I just, my mental health just totally went down because I was, I'm a, I'm actually an extroverted person. So I tried to be an introverted person. And so by doing that, I would just shut myself in my room, edit, 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 practice, 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 yeah. homework, homework, homework. I did not see the light of day. I did not see any friends. I would always be constantly multitasking. I totally forgot where I was going with this. No, <laughs> you, 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 it, it's essentially it became a, like it was like a job oh, yeah. and then a job and then a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that at that time, it was a job because I was just overwhelming myself with work and work that I didn't quite love doing and so after realizing after i had that huge mental health dip i realized what i needed to do in order to love myself and keep myself happy and therefore continue to want to run the channel and that was to become more picky with what i react to because Mm -hmm. you know k-pop groups sometimes they all come back at the same time and that's you know 100 new songs that you need to react to like within a few days of the release yeah and so now i approach as I listen to a few seconds of all the songs and what I'm excited about personally, I will react to and with another person from the Classical Musicians React series or Sean or something. And then then it goes on from there. Then I make sure the important thing about the Classical Musicians React series is I've learned to try to not be as biased as possible because it went from me being completely biased to kind of biased. And now I leave it to a voting panel, actually. Um, who are past graduates from the Classical Musicians React series and some other Eastman students, Mm -hmm. where I I vote on the song too, and usually I get the final say, but I have all these other people's opinions, so it wouldn't just be mine. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's still kind of a job, because I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily in love with every single song that I do show the Classical Musicians React series, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, I'm a lot more happier with the content that I'm putting out now because I'm reacting music that I like. The Classical Musicians React series are given songs that most of them are really excited about and have a lot to say about. Mm. So then I have fun editing the videos and therefore I am more proud of the content that I put out online. So now I'm, it's, it's a job because it takes up so much of my time, but I'm a lot happier 
happier and more satisfied with what I'm doing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's good to find that happy medium. And I, I guess you can't necessarily please everybody uh, in terms of like... Yeah, sadly, you know. I wish I wish I could please everybody. But I've I've learned through the past four years how to be when when it's important to be selfish and take care of myself first mm. to be able to keep pleasing mostly everybody. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and you guys are still very successful in what you've been able to do. And like I said, it's just a short amount of time, and it's really just like you have you have many different people that are under you that are like assistant editors and things like that. But like mm-hmm. you're still like running everything, like or the head of running everything by yourself. What in addition to two different majors and you know that kind of thing in your own personal life, so like commend it's so commendable that you're doing this within college also. Um, but I did want to ask. I think the the uh, I'm a huge. I, I do really like Stray Kids, and um, when <laughs> I'm sure you, when you so. I was on Twitter scrolling, and one day it was like, oh, Bong Chan. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about this. I was like, uh-huh. what in the fucking hell? When Bong Chan was <laughs> like, recognized y'all's channel twice, and I was like, oh, my Lanta. And you obviously, you guys like posted that on Twitter and everything. Was that like, how, what was that like, first of all? You got to like describe that entire situation when you first saw that, okay. how you got noticed. Like when you were on Twitter, and you're like, wait, what? What's going on? Like, what was that yeah. like? So it's so funny because he lives. So then I wake up to all these notifications of people just screaming at me. And so like the, the heart gets beating. And I remember that first time when I woke up, I was almost late to class because I was <laughs> so uh, mesmerized and confused and shocked and overjoyed by what just happened. So you were getting um, like 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 screen records of like people like going back and like, hey, yeah. this is what happened. Yeah, a lot of people tweeting me just saying, hey, Umu, like, Bang Chan was said he watched Ratchet K on his V-Live. And I'm like, wait, do I go to the V-Live? But then a few friends, like, actually recorded the segment of the talking. Oh. So then they tweeted that at me, and I was able to see. And it was just wild. I think I screamed a few times. And then it went back. It Like, it's the five, what was it called? The five uh, wave steps of mourning or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like, at first, I was, like, immediately I was, like, screaming. And then I was like, wait. No, this isn't happening. I oh, like, oh, went into like shock grief. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then denial. Yeah. And then, oh, grief. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that. Into denial. And then it hit me. And so, like, 24 hours later, I was back to, like, running around my house squealing. Like, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> like it just so many different emotions passed because I'm overjoyed that my content is interesting to the idols themselves. Right. But then I'm like, oh, no, should I or editing it in a different way? Should I start approaching it in a different way? Because I've been my quote unquote target audience, as we say in school, Mm. um, is people who aren't uh, musically trained. And so we want to educate that audience and uh, like introduce them a new way of listening to music. But now, now that the actual producers and the actual idols are watching my content i'm like do i keep any of the criticism in because you know as an idol as a songwriter you're already so much hate is sent to them so much so many they already get plenty of criticism i don't want to add to any of that but as i've been talking to more and more songwriters and i say oh i'm sorry about this thing that this person said they're like no i love that like, I love learning from your guys' opinions, no matter how positive or negative. And so then it makes me wonder, does Bang Chan want that kind of criticism? Will he act, Does he actually listen to the criticism? Is he there just to see what our opinions are? Like, I, I was like, so many things were going through my mind. Yeah. Um, right now, I've decided to keep my content as it is right. um, until I get further feedback on how to um, change up my content. But then with every single shout out, it's so funny because... You know, I've been like going, uh, I've been, sometimes I'm like, okay, do I really want to continue this channel after I graduate? And, but then like songwriters started reaching out to me. I'm like, oh, hell nah. <laughs> I'm going to continue this for a very long time. Oh yeah, so for sure. <laughs> and then freaking Bang Chan reaches out. And I'm like, now, okay, I'm in this for life. Like, I'm never going to stop this now, you know? Because he kept talking about me on live stream. Yeah. And so every single that time that happened, I became even more happier. And yeah your listeners that he has now given me five shout outs huh two so the first time was saying i watched react to the k 
or like I want, you know, classical musicians react. Oh. The second time was asking us to react to Day Six's ouch. The third time was him saying, oh, I watched the ouch reaction and the side of uh, uh, the Memories reaction and they reacted to Levanter. Uh-huh. The fourth time is something I cannot say. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, um, what? Wait. So we'll find out later. No, I did not meet them. So don't get don't get too excited. I did not meet them. But uh, <laughs> that video will be released not on my channel, but on a news outlet's channel um, okay. in the future. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Wait. And ever since then, I've just been like no anxiety attacks like constant happiness i have this like midterms at college right now and i'm literally like waltzing around the campus grinning ear to ear and people are staring at me because i'm just so happy and then the fifth time was he mentioned watching my uh concert recap video and i told a story about how i met other stays and immediate friends even though we had never met each other before and we were like friends to this day and so i was talking about how stays are like family and so then he summarized that at the concert uh the phoenix concert so that was the fifth time he's alluded to my channel and so like now oh my god dude i'm just i'm the happiest person on this dude oh this man this man has subscribed he said, oh to so i was channel. watching this but yeah at this at this phoenix concert he said oh i watched a recap video and they're talking about how proud they are of stays and this person said that they went to a concert alone and you know they um sat next to stays and he just like summarized it so i enough that i knew it was my story and that just i'm just wonder how much of that recap you watched because it's, like, <laughs> it's really freaking long <laughs> and jared and i go places so <laughs> it's just wild thinking about someone who i look up to and enjoy their performance and their personality and their uh music so much right. to actually enjoy my content question mark no. it's wild it's very, I'm sure it's like super validating too. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like you've probably had, I'm sure you've had like, obviously, this is a passion of yours, and you know, you've probably had like dreams of going obviously further into it, whether it's more into K pop or just in general, like entertainment. Mm-hmm. And like, when someone that you've focused your content on is like reacting and commenting on what you've done, mm-hmm. and you just would have never mm-hmm. expected it, it's like, wow, like, holy mess, like. Like, like, of course I need to do, but then it's like you're saying, like, it's like harder to think like, now you're like, wait, do I need to change up my content? Do I maybe not need to be as blunt as I was before? But like, it's like, no, like maybe the reason why they're acting to it is because they liked it in the first place. So like, you got to keep it the same, but like, I guess for the new thought process about it like a new awareness of like okay yes there are other people watching this i'm also curious so i think we did talk about how you know our uh, reactors reacting to artists that may be more popular in terms of like and how they react to them but also um i think it was like another question we kind of like avoided it for a second but like in terms of like people who and you don't I know this is probably a very political question for you to answer for your reactors, but like in terms of like people who, you know, might expect to because they they you know previously reacted to BTS videos or previously reacted to Mamamoo or previously reacted to Twice, who have larger mm-hmm. viewers, do, like how how do you manage that compared to you know newer reactors that are coming onto the channel or you know, that let's say like a new reactor comes on the channel, they're actually a very big army or a very big mm-hmm. once but someone who's been on the channel for the last two and a half years that's like been doing that and knows that there's going to be views with it how do you mm-hmm. balance the the fandom with someone who you know probably maybe has right. this, you know how do how do you balance that Honestly, the answer is simple. I just put both of them in. I tried to put all of them in. Mm. Um, if you're talking about like how much I feature them in the video, that's when I just feature whoever has the best comment. It. it doesn't matter how popular they are with the fandom. If, for example, I feel like I love Kevin with all my heart, but a lot of the more recent reactors have been commenting much more interestingly mm. um, than him. Mm. And he's... I don't know. It's I, there's like he had a period in his life where he was going through a lot, and so his reactions just really weren't as expressive or as detailed um, as they used to be. And so I would feature the newer reactors. It like it doesn't like 
if someone's known for reacting to a group, I'm putting them in the video. Mm. But if their comments aren't as good as the other reactors, then I'm not putting that section in. Mm. So yeah, sometimes I do end up scrapping a reaction pair entirely because their comments aren't something that I feel the audience would be entertained by or learn from. And that's okay if the audience is like, where is this person? It'll be up on Patreon. So mm. I try to like, usually per reaction, I have five to seven pairs. Seven is my max. Mm, um, and then sometimes <laughs> I remember, I think I forgot what song it was, but I think I filmed 10 different pairs. <sighs> and so I had to pick from those 10, like seven different pairs and then just completely unedited. It all goes up on Patreon to thank people who are supporting me there. Um. So I just, I just pick whatever content I think is, the most fresh and it doesn't quite remember uh doesn't quite matter who that content is coming from i see okay and and then with doing all of that how are you literally like i'm sure your your schedule and correct me if I'm wrong, like the schedule that you have to you know map out for yourself weekly mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. your own practices this with your classes and you know uh your that kind of thing like studying you know friend time like how are you scheduling out your time like how do you like or do you actually have a plan or are you kind of like all right i'm gonna oh yeah i know exactly okay or like are you like oh gotta post this now i know i have to post this at this time then i'll like kind of play it by ear or do you have like an actual like 15 minute schedule like because i know there's like 15 minute schedules that exist where it's like 15 minutes to do this 15 minutes like it's uh-huh. like 15 minutes the other day. how do you how do you yeah. schedule that and do you sleep <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I used to not sleep. Oh, um, yeah. This year, it's been a lot more organized. Um, I my schedule, my schedule, like my planner is my life. Like I cannot remember things. You tell me something, I will forget it five minutes later. I write everything down, and that's how I organize my life. So all my days are often hour by hour. Oh. You know, wake up, breakfast, watch some YouTube videos go to class, do homework for the next hour, edit for the next two hours, go to class, you know, it's very, very structured. Mm. And I do my best because like the day before, that's when I said, or the morning of, yeah, the morning of is usually when I set up the rest of my day. And if I stray from that schedule, then it just, everything is messed up. So the way that I'm able to balance everything and get everything done is multi- tasking mostly so if i'm doing homework then i'm exporting videos if i'm editing videos then i'm watching a youtube video on another screen if i'm eating i'm doing homework if i'm studying i'm listening to music like it's always two Mm. things at once Mm -hmm. i even um over a break i found myself watching the the bloopers of a tv show that i was watching on my tv like at the same time and then i had to like i had to put i had to turn off the tv i had to turn off my phone i'm like whoa why am i doing this what is happening i'm just i've trained myself to always do two things at once and so therefore i can fit everything in um yes this year i have been getting at least um six seven hours of sleep so that's improved a lot um that on those days sometimes i do just sacrifice my sleep to go hang with friends but now actually my senior year i'm only taking three and a half classes so that does allow me to have a lot more time to go get a lunch once in a while with friends or to go to concerts with friends and stuff so i'm really thankful to having less classes it was just it was my sophomore and junior year where i stopped seeing people and like i just got so overwhelmed and like honestly yeah my sophomore junior year my grades couldn't have been as as if if I weren't running the channel, Mm, mm -hmm. because I would sometimes prioritize the channel over school, which was uh, not quite a mistake, because I still ended up on the dean's list. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's prioritizing, right? Sometimes I do have to just stop releasing videos. Not class, I try to keep the classroom series going consistently. Um, But sometimes, yeah, I sacrifice my own reactions for studying or sometimes, because I have a schedule um where that's that helps me a lot where i'm releasing a specific classical musicians react video on a specific day and i usually release it in the morning unless coming in later that day so then i release it at night um and basically yeah i just do my best to keep something consistent going up on the channel delay a reaction a day or two if 
I need, if I have an exam coming up or a huge project coming up. Um, but otherwise I'm like this year, I've finally found out what the perfect flow is of me time versus friend time versus channel time versus, you know, practice and um, homework and school. Oh. So I'm just, thank you to my planner. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, thank you to like the past three years or four years where I've learned what works best. And um, yeah, just trying not to overwhelm myself with the, with my uh, classical musicians react schedule. Cause I remember last year I started publishing three classical musicians react videos a week. Yeah. And that was too much, too much. Oh, but yeah. now that I have a bunch of assistant editors, uh, sometimes I'm able to afford assistant editors. Therefore I'm able to post more. Sometimes I'm not able to afford them and therefore I post less. Um, but now that I have some people working for me, I think I can start, you know, getting the flow of reactions and interviews and stuff and covers up a little bit more. But the the thing is, I'm a little bit sad because unlike people who aren't attending school, they can have consistent, like a lot of content consistently coming out. And as for me, it's very, very not consistent sometimes. <laughs> no, and I think it's very admirable. Like I said, like the fact that you're able, like you're, you're managing so much like and as much as like people might be the director of their like you know club or the director of well like mm -hmm. you're managing like like a director of your club it's like oh like 20 30 people that are like you know in your club or whatever unless you're like the school president mm -hmm. you know and then you're managing right. <laughs> like the dean and all this mess but like no one's managing 659,000 subscribers <laughs> and like people who want to know about right, right, right. you know across the world and you have to manage like not only you know what they want to maybe hear but also like what the mm -hmm. reactors you know feel and also what the idols themselves want to hear too yeah. and want to know so it's like there's a lot that's like going into it and like you have to be on you know on time in your own yeah. realm but also you're yeah. you know trying to that's, a, that's, a, that's that's very admirable and something I've been Thank out of you. college since mm, 2017, and mm -hmm. I do not know how to manage my time still. Um, so. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, college allows us to have that structured life. And I think I'm a bit of a workaholic because when I do have a day off, I just don't know what to do with myself. Really? Like, I just sit on the couch and watch TV all day, oh, and I yeah. feel absolutely terrible. No, it's, like, it's not I'm terrible, but it's not terrible. <laughs> I promise you it's not terrible, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel happier when I do have, like, a loosely packed schedule. Like, having something, like, uh, at least an hour or two of relaxed time a day, but everything else be packed with, like, editing and going to class and doing projects. Like, the, I live off of that. Mm. So during the summertime, it's a little bit weird because I, I feel like I lose all motivation to do anything oh. without a very specific structured day. I swear when you have when you have a lot of time and you like uh -huh. when you have something like maybe like do at the end of the week or whatever and like you have a lot mm -hmm. of time, you're like, you know, I could do that. And, and like you that you I at least for me, like when I have a lot of time to do something, I will not do it until it is absolute crunch mm -hmm. time. Like I can't not mm -hmm. do it unless I start right now. Like it will not be done by the mm -hmm. time, you know? So like, I feel like pressure when you have multiple things going on, that's like pressure keeps you on track. But when you have so yeah. much time, like, oh, I have a week to get this done. Like, I'm like, like you're not gonna, who's gonna start it like that week and like space it out? Like, unless you're a freaking crazy person, which I actually have friends that like listen to that <laughs> stuff. I don't, I'm not that person, but like, <laughs> maybe I'm the crazy person. But either way, um, thank you for taking the time out to once again reschedule with me and second of all, mm -hmm. be able to hopefully give uh, listeners a different side of uh, what they could see or, or, or I guess understand about React to the K as a channel and from your perspective being the founder, creator, and producer, executive producer, I guess I should say, of everything that happens within the channel. So it's very admirable, and um, I hope everyone's really grateful to be able to hear what you have to say. So um, if you could let people know where to, if they haven't already, um, subscribe mm -hmm. to you and follow you, and then also maybe what to look out for in the future, in the next couple right. of months. Well, okay, so you can find me on YouTube at React to the K one it's all one word just react to the k and i actually have started a new youtube channel for myself if you're into just like stan crack k-pop content um that is called umukado so it's like avocado except it's umu which is my online name um umukado and i'll be posting there 
once in a while in my non-existent free time. Um, <laughs> right. And then, yeah, what's coming up on the channel? I have so many plans. Um, we hope to start posting more orchestral versions of K-pop songs soon because I just finished taking all of my audio music engineering courses. So I have access to this beautiful studio um, yeah. to record in with a bunch of amazing mics. And I am able to record people there now. And then I also hope to do a lot more um, songwriter interviews um, this year because through KCON and my KCON panels, I've been able to befriend a lot of K-pop songwriters. Mm. And a lot of songwriters have started reaching out to me actually saying, hey, I like your content and correcting me on things if I was wrong. Oh. <laughs> Wavy's moonshine and i was like uh-uh those ain't strings and then moonshine um who were uh, they were made oh, the moon, moonwalk? For moonwalk oh sorry moonwalk. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm you're moonwalk. Right, you're um right. they reached out to me and they're like ha 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 it is real strings and i'm like ah! uh -huh. but then i was able to interview them after they reached out which was super fun i hope to get a lot more of behind the scenes uh content in the k-pop industry up on the channel and um Maybe some K-pop idols. Mm. That'd be so cool. I have something that might happen with a K-pop group. Yeah. Um, wish me luck. I'll hear back next week. I just expect that after I graduate. Right now, I'm hoping to just really expand upon my YouTube channel the year after I graduate. Um, since I love doing this and uh, I love everyone's really excited, positive feedback with what I'm doing. And so I just want to continue it for as long as possible, as long as I'm financially supported on Patreon. But yeah, there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. And thanks so much for having me on your podcast. You asked questions that I've never been asked before. So that was, oh. this was like absolutely, totally fun. Yeah. And I had fun thinking about things a different way than I've been thinking about them before oh. and stuff. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. No, I, 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 it was an honor to have you on. And I'm really excited to hear uh, which K-pop group you're going to collaborate with. That's going to be really cool. I feel like that's going to be super Fingers freaking crossed. cool. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Believe in K-pop. Um, really happy to finally have had Umu from React to the K on the episode or on the podcast. Um, you guys know where to hit me up if you want to at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L so that you can get in our Discord and talk about this episode or more episodes or just K-pop things or whatever it is in general. So thank you guys for listening and we will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.